What is up, everybody, and welcome to the Joe Kilgallen Podcast, aka Kilgallen's Pub. I'm your host, stand-up comedian and handsome son of a bitch, Joe Kilgallen. I hope you guys are all having yourselves a wonderful Monday night. It is July 31st. Holy shit, where has the month of July gone? It's basically gone. Most of you are probably going to be listening to this on the audio version of the podcast, and it's going to be August 1st already. You've got one good, strong month of summer left. you got a full month. I still think summer ends September 21st. I mean, it does. Let's be real about it. Summer ends September 21st. So you really do have seven good weeks of summer left. But as far as like, you know, the working people and, you know, people who still live their lives by the school calendar, they will tell you August is the last month of summer. They're wrong. They're wrong. But with that being said, let's fuck some shit up in August, huh? Let's, you know, I told you what to do with summer right? You are going to make love to summer, right? Because it's the best season. And you're going to do it in a way where summer is looking at you. It's looking, making eye contact. And summer's telling you, hey, shove my face in this pillow and do me like you know how. And that's how we're going to approach August, everybody. August starts tomorrow. You got yourself 30 days, 30 days to get your fuck on, 30 days to just Live free, baby. Live free, but do not die hard. We're going we're gonna to survive August. We're going to have a great time. All right. Like most podcasts, I like to start off with a little bit of gratitude. So a big shout out to all the Patreon subscribers. You guys are fantastic. Thank you for all the support. Um, early last week, I dropped the Patreon bonus episode. And apologize uh, to all listeners, not just Patreon subscribers, but I got to apologize to everybody. I did drop a bonus episode from a couple years ago that was Patreon only. Look, I've been on the Patreon for a couple of years. So my diehard Patreon subscribers, I hope you don't mind that I chose that one to share with everybody. But I lost my voice. And my voice still isn't 100% back. I still have a little bit of a rasp to it. It's a little, uh, get a little coffee with it, you know? <clears throat> Not coffee, the drink, but like coughing. And um, But I'm, I'm nearly back. I'm 90% back. You know what I mean? So I decided to go live today to say what's up to everyone. Hello, Chad McDaniel. I see you in the chat. Uh, so yeah, I didn't do, um, an episode last week cause the voice was just shot and the real motherfucker of it is this. And, and look, it's a good problem to have. I'm a stand comedian and I was busy, but I also lost my voice. So I can't just, I remember running into some people and they're like, dude, why don't you just take the night off, take the weekend off, get your voice right. And you'll be ready to go again. And it's like, listen, if I cancel on the shows, I don't get paid. That's the thing with stand-up comedians. We can't call in sick to our job. We call in sick, then someone else is going to fill in and they're going to get the money. There's no sick days. So I'm like, you know, you're losing a bunch of money when you do that. That's why comedians get each other sick constantly. Uh, we're coughing into the same microphone as everyone else. Um, I did my best to try to keep my distance, though I do have respect for my coworkers. But right away, I'm like, I'm not... The money's tight right now as it is. I'm not calling sick. And I'm glad I didn't because the shows were awesome. Despite my voice being kind of fucked up, it kind of worked for me. You know, have you ever had it where you have like a bad cold um, and then you have to sing, but then your voice kind of sounds sexy? I think I, I sounded kind of sexy, guys. I was sexy and funny all into one. And uh, the audience didn't know how to handle it. I got dicks erect and chicks wet. You know what I'm saying? All sides were into it. They liked what I was throwing at them. And I was happy to deliver the heat. You know what I mean? I'm bringing the fastball with speed. I had some cut on my fastball. I was running a two-seamer inside on them and a four-seamer breaking away a little bit. Kind of had some tailing action, which was nice because, you know, you got to work both sides of the plate, inside and outside corner. Don't forget that. Um, that's also true with uh, sex. You got to work the inside and the outside. All right. Enough of that talk. 
Today's a sad day for a lot of us who grew up in, um, let's see, late 80s, early 90s, early to mid 90s, I want to say. The actor Paul Rubens, better known as Pee Wee Herman, uh, died. It was announced that he died today. Uh, He was 70 years old. (coughs) Excuse me. And that was the first thing that shocked me. I'm like, Pee Wee Herman was 70? (coughs) Excuse me. Let me take a sip of my Budweiser beer here. I'm like, Pee Wee Herman was 70 years old? Damn. I didn't think he was that old. He didn't look that old. Um, Simmons, he was like in his 40s when I was watching him as the host of a kid's television show, basically, right? So I was like, all right, that kind of threw me off a little bit there. And then I realized, I'm like, wait a minute. The whole time I was watching Pee Wee Herman, Pee Wee Herman was older than my dad. Because if my dad was still alive, he'd be turning 69 this year. Nice. But he's not, so that's not nice. Now I'm sad again. But Pee Wee Herman's 70? I didn't know Pee Wee Herman was older than my father. That just seems so weird to me. So um, we didn't get how he died. Oh, cancer. I believe he died of cancer. Um, There was a lot of celebrity deaths today. Let's focus on Pee Wee, and I'll mention the other two I saw. Uh, Pee Wee Herman was a big part of a lot of kids' childhoods. Uh, A lot of uh, people from the ages of, I'd say, 35 to 45. That was probably the sweet spot of people who really loved him. Um, maybe go even a low, maybe we go 32 to 50. I don't know what the whole range was. I know he took off in popularity when I was like six, everybody was getting the Pee Wee Herman doll and all the other Pee Wee Herman, they hid this talking chair. Uh, the bike was impossible to get you to be one hell of a rich kid to get that bike. Um, and the movie came out, the movie was called Pee Wee's big adventure. Now I think that came out in 1985. Um, I'm not sure the exact year, but look at the poster here. I got the poster dug up for you. The plot of the movie is someone steals his bike, and it's the greatest bike you've ever seen in your entire life. It has all the cool stuff you have. So he goes on a hunt to get his bike back. And at that time in America, bikes were stolen constantly, and the police could do nothing for you. They'd just be like, yeah, well, it's gone. What what, what the hell are we going to do? Investigate? We don't give a shit. That's what it really was like. I had about three or four bikes stolen in my life. Um, they just, everyone was stealing bikes back then. I don't know if that's still a thing today. Perhaps it is. I'm a grown man. I don't ride a bike, so I don't know. Um, but it's definitely that plot hit hard for all of us. Everyone could relate to it. And then, um, it was just a fun movie. There was just like cool scenes, cool shit in it. Um, it was funny. It it had some heart to it. And he was just a silly guy aimed at kids. Um, but he also had jokes that adults liked. I remember he had an HBO special that came out before. See, I think Pee Wee's Big Adventure did come out like before I was born or maybe the year I was born. So I didn't see it right away. Let's see. Pee Wee Herman, Pee Wee's Big Adventure. I'm going to look it up real fast, everybody, because I want to know the exact year. It was 1985, like I said. So I probably saw it like on VHS a few years later when I was like four or five years old, um, I imagine. But I know it was still a big show up until uh, 1990. The Pee Wee Herman show ran from um the original release was in 1981 yeah duh 42 years ago in 2010 they did a stage show revival that's pretty cool but yeah how long did it run for it just says it started in 1981 well when did it end oh here we go Pee Wee's playhouse was the name of the show and that ran from 86 to 1991 okay cool so yeah i was like six seven years old when i was watching i know five or six anyway It's weird. You know, you get to a certain age in your life and it feels like every few months, someone who you grew up with 
um, whether it's a musician or a professional athlete or any kind of celebrity dies. And it's just a reminder. <laughs> this is a, uh, something that comes up a lot on the podcast, death. But it's a reminder to really live your life and to try to not get knocked down by petty bullshit. You know, that's um, that's definitely been my philosophy uh, since my father passed away over a year and a half ago. And it was always kind of my philosophy um, because I just I think I always knew from a young age on. I think everyone handles death differently. A lot of us just block it out of our minds. And that's smart. That's a survival tool. If you think about it all the time, it will uh, cripple you. And you don't want that, right? Uh, it could put you in a real bad spirit. So yeah, you try to live, live to the fullest. Um, don't waste your time with people who aren't worth wasting your time around, you know? Um, so when I see like younger people, God, I sound old when you say that. Anyone in their 30s, when they say younger people, we feel ancient as fuck. But it's like, um, you know, I'll see like fucking teenagers and shit. Like, I don't know any of them, but, you know, are people in their 20s, you know, I know some young comedians who are starting out there in their early 20s and I see all the fucking drama that they make up and I'm just like, it doesn't matter. No, that shit matters. Focus on what you can control. Folk, like, just think about the grand scheme of things, you know, like you only get one life. That's it. Uh, yeah, be a good person because when you do good, good shit happens back to you. That I 100% believe in. Um, does bad shit happen to good people all the fucking time? Of course it does. But it's how you respond to that. Do you get get back to, you know, being good again and good shit coming back your way? You know what I mean? I feel like I'm doing like philosophy for dummies right now because I'm a dummy and I'm explaining philosophy to people. Um, but that's just the way I see it. You know, you hit a part in your life, uh, you know, where all of a sudden it's like, oh, that guy died. This guy died. Fuck. Um, so, yeah, R.I.P. Pee Wee Herman. He was also great in the movie Blow with Johnny Depp. Um, a couple other, he had like a little resurgence there in the, you know, 2000, 2001, 2002, uh, where he was in a few movies there and got great reviews in all of them. Uh, he did get in trouble. This was in the early nineties. I don't have the articles in front of me. I didn't really look that up, but I remember he got in trouble for, um, jerking off in a movie theater, which I mean, who amongst us has not right. Who are we to judge? Like we all haven't gotten, you know, hand deep into ourselves, in a movie theater, hmm? you know, um, you know who I'm talking about. I'm talking about you listening right now. Yeah. You didn't think I knew? I fucking know. Heard all about it. Heard all about what you did over at the AMC. Oh, it wasn't AMC? Yeah, I fooled you. Yeah. yeah, I just got you to admit it. I just got you to admit it. That's what you do. You went and you jerked off at a Pixar movie. I know you did, you son of a bitch. I fucking knew it was you. God damn it. No, I'm, I'm, I'm messing around, Abby. Or am I? But yes, Pee Wee Herman was in an adult theater where people do, they give themselves a wink. They give themselves a, how you do? They give themselves a, hey, it's just me and you tonight. Um, and, you know, you shouldn't do that in public. That was bad, especially when you're the host of a children's show. He thought he could get away with it. Uh, he had said that uh, his dong was never out. Um, and when people were saying that, that was not true. And the reason he didn't go to court over is because it would have been a long, big media thing. And it would have been. So he just took the fine. It was like a an indecent exposure misdemeanor fine of like 75 bucks. And so I think that's probably the smart move on his part. And he followed it up with, uh, he had a good sense of humor, but I remember him going on the MTV Music Video Awards and he came out and everyone's standing up cheering because it was like his first big appearance since he got caught, uh, you know, pleasuring himself in a, in a movie theater. And uh, there's a sentence. 
And he just looked at everyone with that peewee smile and said, so, heard any good jokes lately? And everyone just erupted. And that's the thing, too. If you get in trouble with certain things, obviously big things, it's like, yeah, you're fucked, man. But um, certain things, if you lean into it and embrace it and own it, uh, you could uh, get back on the men's with society a bit quicker. All right. Um, so another sad news. Uh, this actor, let me get his name right. Um, Angus Cloud, who I know from the show Euphoria. Euphoria is a crazy show. If you've never seen Euphoria, check it out. If you have HBO, um, or it's just called Max now. Fuck it. The show's on HBO, but you know, it's HBO Max. Now it's just Max. Twitter's now X. I don't know why these brands are switching off of what they're so recognized for. It's crazy. Uh, he died age 25. Uh, given what everyone's saying, um, suicide is pretty clear because even his own mother made a statement about um, how he was open with his mental health and all that kind of stuff. So it was either drugs or suicide. Apparently, his father passed away a week ago. Both of his parents are from Ireland. He grew up in Oakland, California, but he played Fezco, Fez. That was the character's name, a drug dealer on the show Euphoria which is a crazy show. It's an insane show about these high school kids in some, somewhere in California, I think, where they're all just mentally fucked up. Um, half of them are drug addicts. Half of them are having all the sex. Uh, the, they're violent. They're crazy. They're just, it's, it's entertaining. It's one of those shows where you're like, I can't wait to see the next episode, but I don't even know if I'm enjoying myself, but I have to see this through now. There is a wild amount of nudity on the show euphoria like a wild amount um a lot of dogs even and then i found out later that most of them were prosthetic dogs so that's what's happening in hollywood right now if i could take a time out from the, all the rips i'm about to do on this episode in regards to both angus cloud and Wee herman hbo is like look at us we're progressive you know women are always naked on camera we're gonna do, do naked uh men we're going to have some male nudity, some dudity. And uh, the problem with that is you can't cast people where you go, hey, you have to be naked in this audition because we got to see what your dong looks like. I don't think you're allowed to do that. I can't because I imagine if you don't get the part, you could have some sort of court case saying they think I have a weird looking penis, which is why I didn't get cast in this role. I think. Um, and so that's why there's so many prosthetics being used. Because a lot of these actors are just like, I'm not, we could fake show it, but I'm not going to actually show it. And, or maybe the casting directors get a good look and they're like, you know what? We like your acting, but we're not going to embarrass you like this. We're not going to put that in display or flip it. Cause everyone always assumes it's super small for some of these dudes. Maybe they, they whip it out and they're like, all right, that's just ridiculous what you're packing and it'll be way too distracting and you'll never be taken serious. Uh, there's already one John Hamm in this uh, world. So we're going to give you a fake one that's of average length and girth uh, so that we could get back to production. So maybe they're doing that. But I do find it funny that they're like, oh, look how progressive we're being. We're uh, showing male nudity, but it's not actual legit male nudity because all the guys are like, no, we're not. We're not going to be actually naked. Some of them I think are, but I think most of them are, especially the ones with like speaking parts, they're like, no, we're not going to do that because they can't do that. They can't. And it's totally up to them. So it is an unfair advantage because with women, they could see through the shirt or not like through the shirt, but you could tell when the woman walks in when that, uh, what's her name? 
something Sweeney. What's her first name? She's on Euphoria. Julia Sweeney? Something Sweeney's her last name. I know that much. But she's she's got a shelf on her chest. You know what I mean? She you could. Good God. They are um, she's got some back pain, no doubt. No doubt back pain. When she lays down, she's blocking sun. You know what I mean? She's she's casting shadows with those suckers. They are uh quite large. And so um, you know, when she walks in on the audition, you're like, okay, this is perfect. Because we're looking for a bombshell. And uh she's packing some sweater meat, you know. So they, they they know right away. But if you're casting a role where they're like, We need we need the dude to be swinging some swing shong, uh, they can't be like, Hey, drop some trial. Let's see, let's see it. Take it out right now. Because then you're just you're like, you know, you're you audition 30 people at least, and you're only picking one. So now you're getting 30 dongs just flapping in the wind. I just don't think it's just a different, it's just different. You know, some female listeners might be like, that doesn't seem fair. They know if we're rocking big boobs, you guys, who knows what you're hiding under those pants. But that's just the way it goes. Some shit just is not fair. Uh, you know, different doesn't always mean bad, right? Everyone's got their different things. So that's the show Euphoria. His character on the show, um, kind of like just lovable though. He's like the only, one of the only characters that you don't hate. And get this, he's a freaking drug dealer. But you don't hate him because everyone else is so fucked up in the head and they do all these horrible things to each other. He legit takes care of his adopted brother, looks out for Rue, even though he used to deal her drugs, he kind of stopped with that. Tells some of the uh, rich kid pretty boys, like, hey, you keep fucking my friends, I'm gonna fuck you up. He did all that. So he was like that character on the show Euphoria. Um, but in real life, he was having some problems. Um, I saw him in an Adidas commercial not that long ago. I don't know. I, I remember reading about how he had some drug stuff or whatever. That show's done two seasons, and the last episode was a real cliffhanger uh, of like where that show's going to go next. And since then, I think a couple cast members like we're done with the show. So who knows? I don't know if that show's even going to kind of come back. It stars Zendaya, who won an, uh, an Emmy for it. And Zendaya's a big movie star now, too. So it'll be interesting to see. But yeah, I really feel for the mother. You know, this guy's poor mother, um, Mrs. Cloud, uh, the, you know... Um, I mentioned his parents were from Ireland. I feel like Irish women really just, they go through a lot, um, a lot of grief there. And uh, I don't know, a lot of heartache. So she buries her husband and her son within a week of each other. Brutal. Absolutely fucking brutal, man. But yeah, you know, take care of yourselves out there. If you got a friend who's got mental health issues, do not be afraid to let them know. Go get some help. You know, I used to joke about how the fact that that's a thing we always hear. Whenever a celebrity dies or anyone knows anyone who dies via suicide, the first thing people say is, hey, check in on your friends. You got to check in on them. But then say you're just one of those dudes. You're just sitting on the couch watching reruns of Seinfeld, having yourself a wonderful Saturday afternoon. You got a big bowl of Fruit Loops in your lap. All of a sudden you get some text messages from people going, hey, I'm just checking in on you. How are you doing? Are you good? It's been a while. I hope everything's well. And remember, you always have me to talk to. And you're just like, what the fuck is this about? What a weird text to get from somebody. And then later, you put the, you know, you start to put the dots together here. You start to connect the dots and you realize, oh, wait a minute. They think I'm suicidal because this one dude from the next town over just killed himself. And everyone's telling everyone to check in on people and they're checking in on me. And it's like, hey, asshole, I'm doing fine. Um, I wasn't suicidal this morning when I was rocking my Fruit Loops in my jammies and having a good day. But now 
Now I'm homicidal. I want to kill you. How fucking dare you think my life sucks and I might take it. So it's it's a fine line. I think just be good to everybody. And if you definitely, definitely, definitely know someone who you think is scratching at that surface and you're worried about them, then yes, reach out to them and do everything you can. Because um, it's, it's a horribly sad thing. Uh, professional wrestler Adrian Street passed away. He was a Welsh wrestler. He lived a full life. Um, so I know I got a lot of wrestling fan friends out there and uh, wrestling fans who listen to this podcast. Uh, I know that guy was quite the entertainer. So um, let him rest in power. Let them all rest in power. I like that term, rest in power. I think that's big in the black community, but um, I'm stealing it. <laughs> or what's the term? <coughs> Cultural appropriating it. That's a fucking overused dumb term, if you ask me. For real. I think that uh, cultural appropriation gets thrown around constantly. It's one of those things where it's like, uh, sometimes things sound cool, and we all just say them, and we don't even know where the fuck they come from. And if one side uh, gets in trouble, if they say something that they heard from another culture, but that side doesn't in return, that's what has always bothered me about cultural appropriation. It's like people pick and choose which parts of it to be upset over. Now, someone's straight up stealing, you know what I mean? Like there was, uh, like Led Zeppelin had a whole album that they stole from a blues artist. Yeah, that's cultural appropriation in the worst kind of way. But if it's like, oh, this dude grew up, like Eminem grew up listening to rap music and his friends listen to rap, uh, and that community accepted him, then it's not cultural appropriation on his end. That's just, it's called inspiration. And we should all be trying to inspire each other. Look at me being a fucking philosopher. I'm, I've been deep. I've been goddamn deep this whole episode. Here, you guys see that crazy shit? Uh, Senator Mitch McConnell? Whoa. Um, he was giving a speech. And halfway into the speech, just... It was almost like you ever watch, like, you know, like you're streaming a show. And then the character is like mid-sentence. And they just stop. And you're like, ah, oh, fuck, it froze. That's what it looked like. That's exactly what it looked like. I didn't see the caption. I saw some people sharing a video or two. And I'm kind of like, all right, what did this dope say? And then I heard it and I'm like, oh, he didn't say anything good because he stopped talking. I, th I thought my phone was messed up when I was watching on my phone. I'm like, something's off here. There's a glitch. There's a glitch in the matrix. And you know what? Biden's had a few of these too. And it's bad when he does it. It's bad when McConnell does it. And the main problem is these dudes are too old. Too old. You shouldn't have that kind of power and be in that kind of leadership position when you're of that age. I'm sorry. It just doesn't make sense to me. It really doesn't. We need to have that. If you can't be, you have to be at least 25 to be in the House of Representatives in the United States of America. To be a United States Senator, you have to be at least 30 years old. And you know what's interesting about that is Joe Biden, when he was elected Senator from Delaware, he became the youngest uh man ever elected to the united states senate he was 29 but he turned 30 right before he got sworn in so at 30 years old that's the youngest you could be he was the youngest ever elected senator and then he becomes the oldest ever elected president the kind of it's kind of crazy like he's the answer to two trivia questions so and then you have to be 35 years old to be president <clears throat> we need a cap on this though i don't think you should be in your 80s or even in your 70s what's the sweet spot I think it should be like 35 to 60. And then once you're older than 60, you're out. You can't run. Maybe 35 to 65, you could say. I don't know. I'm almost thinking 35 is too young. Maybe 40 to 60. There's got to be. You can't be in your late 70s. And I know I say that, and then it's unfair because there are some people in their 70s who really have it together. 
you know, I've met people, I've met an 80, 81, Harrison Ford's 80. Actually, he doesn't have it together. What I'm talking about, he's crashing planes constantly. Um, but there are some people who are old and you're like, yeah, I trust them in a leadership position. So you don't want to be ageist, but it's also like, no, this there's, there really needs to be a sweet spot for leadership in this country in which like we trust you to get things done because I buy like Biden's too old. McConnell's too old. Trump is too old. These people are all in their late seventies. Like Biden just turned 80. McConnell's probably like 82. He looks like a turtle. I don't know what's going on with his face, but like, um, and you should have to be a certain look. You have to be looking, looking good. You can't be ugly. We don't, we don't need ugly leaders because it demoralizes the general public. You know, if you have a good looking leader, you're like, Hey, we could strive to be that. But if you have an ugly leader, it's just like, well, he's ugly. It's just, or she's ugly. And, it, it, and then you feel sad. It gets you down in the dumps. That happens too. So I don't know what the age sweet spot would be, but then it gets to a point too, where it's like, if you're 77, why are you running for office? Do you really think you're the best thing for the future? You're connected to the problems of the everyday person, of this everyday citizen. You know what's best. You don't think time's passed you by a little bit. You know what I mean? I'm in my 30s and I hear people in their late teens talk and I think time's passing me by. But these assholes are in their 70s and they still think they're connected. They know what's, what it's like to be the average American. Dude, I heard a 17-year-old say the other day, uh, this walk was pretty lit. I don't know where they were walking to or from. There was walking through a Chicago neighborhood. Um, and I overheard the dude say, this walk has been pretty lit. And right there, I wanted to be like, don't ever fucking say that again. And then he'd be like, dude, who the fuck are you? And I'm like, I'm the guy that's going to help you in life. All right? Don't ever fuck. That's the stupidest sentence I've ever heard. You know what I mean? Say it's a nice walk. You have to, you have to really, this walk is pretty lit. And I know, like, look, certain slang is for certain generations. I'm sure there's slang that my generation used that people older than us were was like, that's dumb. But here's the thing. Slang is used for certain things. Like if he would have said, if I ever heard him saying that concert was lit, I wouldn't have thought twice about it. That means the concert was really awesome. A concert could be lit. Lit meaning like a great time, a great party, a, a great vibe, just, you know, fucking atmosphere. It was awesome. That, that was lit. That works. A walk cannot be lit. Sorry. A walk could be nice. That was a nice walk. Or, hey, man, that was, that was a good stroll. I don't know. But, like, you just a walk can't be lit. I think nice is the only word you could use to describe a walk. How was the walk over here? It was nice. It's a nice walk. Good good weather outside. Good breeze. Uh, you know what I mean? There's a lot of people out and about right now. Saw some cool shit. Wasn't a boring walk. There's a lot to see. It's, it's good. It's a good walkable area you got here. It's nice. That's all. You can't say that walk was the bomb. You can't say that walk was uh, no cap or bet or whatever the fuck they say. Uh, but no walk is lit. Concerts are lit. Games are lit. But could sex be lit? Would someone talk like that? Dude, how was sex with Veronica last night? Dude, it was lit. Mm, I don't know. I think sex is just awesome. I think certain words are just evergreen. Like you forever. Awesome is how you describe sex. How was sex? It was awesome. It was great. If, they, if you say the sex was nice, that means it wasn't very good. You know, how was sex with her? It was nice. Mm, was it though? You'd immediately question. You'd be like, there's no sincerity there. I don't believe a word you're saying. That's how I view it, right? All right, everybody. That's been the podcast. That's been the Joe Kilgallen podcast for this week. Uh, August, August is upon us, everybody. Don't think it's too late. Don't think your summer's over. Don't be one of those people that's like, oh, it's basically fall now. No, it's not. 
summer it up. Summer it up. You still have a lot of time to do a lot of fun things. Okay. Enjoy yourself though. Don't be in a rush. Take your time. Patience. I'm having to learn patience in my real life and I'm going to um, push it towards the rest of you. Patience is key, everybody. All right. Thanks for listening to the Joe Kilgallen podcast. If you uh, want to uh, subscribe to the YouTube channel, um, also the Patreon, Patreon, you could get on for as little as $3 a month to get some bonus stuff. There's different tiers there for support. I, I love everyone who's supporting the Patreon. You guys are the best. Also, uh, feel free to subscribe to this channel to check out my stand-up comedy. And um, other than that, you guys have yourselves a great week. Be good to each other. All right. Cheers.